You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello, and welcome to episode 78 of your new puppies podcast. I'm Debbie, and today I'm going to talk about my three favorite games to play with a nipping puppy, because anybody who's been through it knows that a nipping puppy is one of the hardest stages to deal with. It hurts, it's frustrating, it can feel like the puppy's being mean, the kids end up not wanting to interact with the puppy, and can really bring morale down in the household. Now, it's always important to remember that our puppy doesn't know they're doing something wrong. If it wasn't for the fact they were living with us and living in our household, them nipping would actually be quite appropriate because that's how dogs interact. They discover the world with their mouths. They use their mouths to play and communicate with each other. So I find it's better to think about it not as I need to teach my puppy to stop nipping and more I need to teach my puppy how to play with me. Thinking of it that way I find can give us just a little bit more patience which is usually in short supply when it comes to a nipping puppy. So sometimes it's about changing the game completely. So back in episode 46, I talked about how to handle it when your puppy is currently nipping and biting and has their teeth on bare skin, how to disengage, how to ignore the timing of it, and the fact that adults need to intervene with the kids. But sometimes we can just change the game all together. And that's what these games are for. They are designed to interact and engage with the puppy while also keeping those sharp teeth away from sensitive human skin. In fact, I bring them to just about every puppy client I have. And if there's kids in the household, it's the first thing I teach. And now I'm going to teach them to you. And the great part is is these are appropriate for kids all the way to adults. Now, if you do have kids in the household, especially younger kids, I recommend that the adults teach these games to the puppy first because the puppy does have to learn it. We have to start slow and and teach them the game first. And I'm gonna go over exactly how to do that. And I want the adults to do that first. Um, You know, preteen and older usually like to be involved in the learning process. And if that's the case, that's fine. But like younger kids don't really have the patience for to wait for the puppy to learn the game. So it's usually better for them to already know it to then involve the kids and teach them how to play these games with their puppy. Okay, so let's dive in. The first one is called Puppy Soccer. I learned this through the Family Dog, which is a program that specializes in dogs and kids. And I used their program and I worked with their program when I first started training. And there's so much stuff that I still use and teach to this day, including Puppy Soccer. So 
Essentially, all we're doing is we're taking their kibble or treats, we're rolling it along the floor and letting our puppy chase it. That's the big picture. So all you need is kibble or some kind of hard treat because we want it to make a little bit of noise on the floor and we also want it to be able to roll or slide. For that same reason, we also need like a hardwood floor or a tile floor. Carpets really don't work that well here. And essentially, you're going to show your puppy the kibble and you're going to roll it across the floor and they're going to go chase it and eat it. And then you're going to roll the next piece and they're going to go chase it and they're going to eat it. You can wait for them to come all the way back to you to roll the next one. You can be rolling them in all different directions. So they're chasing them all over the place. Really, there's no rules to this game. Whatever is the most fun for you and your puppy. And as you can see, we're interacting with our dog, but their sharp little teeth are all the way over there away from our hands that are rolling the kibble. So even though this is simple, we do have to start slow to make sure our puppy knows what's going on, especially because for super young puppies, like less than 12 weeks, like their eyes and their nose, like that kind of stuff is still developing. So if you have a puppy who's like standing over the tree and can't find it, totally normal. They're still developing those things and those skills. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that they see the treat or the kibble that's in your hand and they watch you roll it. And when you first start, you're only rolling it a couple inches, if that, just so they get that there's something in your hand, it's going to roll a little bit and then they eat it. Okay, so eventually they're going to be like, oh, when I hear this, when I see this kibble in my human's hand, they're going to roll it and I'm going to go chase it. And as they understand that that's what's happening, you can start to go further and further. Okay. And once they, you know, they see the kibble, they know that they're going to be chasing it and looking for it. That's when you can up the distance, you can up the speed and involve the kids. And that's it. This tends to be a fan favorite of the household because it's so easy and you can feed your puppies entire dinner this way if you want. Now, the second one is called freeze tag. This is another gem that I got from the family dog. And essentially, we're going to get our dogs to chase us. And when we stop, they sit. So this is going to help for that jumping, nipping puppy. And all you need for this one is just a little space to run. If your puppy's not ready to be off leash outside, that's okay. A long line works well for this as well. So you're going to get your puppy all excited and you're going to get them to chase you. And then you're going to stop short, stand up straight, cross your arms, and ask your puppy to sit. So how you teach your puppy this one, like with everything, it's just about going slow and taking it in steps. So we don't want to do this when they're already excited and jumpy because this game can trigger that. And that's also why we need to start slow so they don't get overexcited before they learn what they're actually supposed to need to do because the point of this game is to control that excitement. And also another reason why I like the adults to do this until the puppy learns the game before we involve kids, especially younger ones. So you can like clap your hands, get excited, and then just run a couple steps, maybe just two or three. And then you stop short, cross your arms, and ask for a sit. When they sit, they get a treat, they get a reward, and then you repeat until you're able to kind of run five, six, seven, maybe even 10 steps. And when you stop short, your puppy is going to automatically sit. 
Okay. I don't care if they're jumping up and down while they're following you, as long as they're not like jumping and grabbing. If that's the case, then we have to slow it down a little bit. Okay. We don't go as long because the longer we go, the more chances are that they're going to get overexcited before we can ask them to sit. So just a few steps at a time until your puppy knows when I stop short and cross my arms, you sit instead of jumping. So now you can see we're teaching our puppy, even though you're chasing us, even though you're getting excited, when I stop short and cross my arms, you sit. And the reason why this body language is so important is because then this can start to translate into other areas. Like even when you're not playing the game and your puppy gets into that jumping excited mode, you can just, you know, stop moving, cross your arms and ask for their sit. And hopefully by that time, it's a habit. And it can stop that excitement in its tracks. When your kids are playing with the dog inside and the dog starts jumping and nipping, they can stand up and cross their arms and the puppy will sit. Another bonus is because this involves a lot of running around, it tires everybody out. Now, my last one isn't exactly a game. It's a toy and it's called a flirt pole. So if you don't know what a flirt pole is, it's a long pole with a rope. Usually there's some elastic to the rope, almost like a bungee cord type of material, and then a toy at the end. Okay, we we see them all the time for cats, but they also make them in dog size. And there really isn't much to teach because once you throw that toy to your puppy, they know what to do with it. And then you can make it move around. You can play tug of war with them. And as you can see, you have your hands are on the pole while the puppy's mouth is on the toy, which is a pole and a long rope away. I'm going to put a picture in the show notes of the one that I use, and I've used 100 dogs have played with it, and it's still in pretty good shape. So I recommend it, and it tires puppies out really quickly. In fact, a word of caution is when you're playing with puppies like five or six months and younger, do short sessions. Like only play maybe five minutes at a time because it's a lot of running around and it's a lot of jumping around after the toy. That can be a little tough on their joints and they're so excited about it. Sometimes they don't stop when they're supposed to or when, you know, their body's telling them to. So do little five minute play sessions and just be aware when your puppy's getting tired, we don't want them to get overtired, then, you know, we put it away for another day or another time. And the other one is remember that this is a, pole. So sometimes excited puppies and excited kids and a long pole can get dangerous inside. Just something to keep in mind. And that's it. So we have puppy soccer where they're going to chase their kibble around or treats around. We have freeze tag where we're going to get our puppy to chase us. And then when we stop short and cross our arms, they sit. And then the flirt pole, which is just a a toy that keeps sharp little teeth, far away from small little fingers. So these games are great for any age dog, really. Um, They're all going to love it, but I especially like these for a nipping puppy because they're a way to interact that is going to prevent or at least reduce the chances of your puppy nipping at you while you're just trying to play with them because sometimes it's just about changing the game. Again, the other episode that I talk about how to handle puppy nipping is episode 46. So if you're going through this, that's another episode for you to go check out. Otherwise, that is all I have for you today. If you are enjoying this podcast, you can rate and review it wherever you listen, and that helps other puppy owners 
find the podcast. If you would like to continue training with me, I have both in-person and virtual sessions, which you can book right on my website, playtimepause.com. You can also find information on my digital program, Playtime Pause Academy. Otherwise, I'll see you back here for the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'll speak with you soon. Bye for now.